first to count your blessings with me and perhaps try to name them one by one. <laughs> How many of you want to do that? Hallelujah. I'm sure it will surprise you <laughs> what God has done. Hallelujah, somebody. It's an afternoon for Thanksgiving. It might be 27 degrees or 24. I don't know what it is at the moment. <laughs> We're going to praise God anyhow. Hallelujah. Amen. People are praising God in 45 degrees centigrade. And I see no reason why we can't do it. Can, can we do that? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. And after we leave here, perhaps we may ask our brother not to pray for the rains not to fall. We ask the showers to come <laughs> so that we can rejoice in the coolness of the breath of God. Breath of heaven cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. When turmoils and troubles come knocking on our doors, sometimes it's difficult to find the strength and the praise that should come from our hearts unto our God. But today, I bring you good news. I love good news. How many of you know that I love good, good news? <laughs> Can you help me tell your neighbor good news? Yes, but before we get to the good news, we're going to speak about some things. So don't worry about what we're going to talk about. We're going to be speaking about things that sound like famine, like being famished. But in the midst of it, that's the message I bring for someone this afternoon. You will praise God. You will praise God. You will praise God. They might have written their verdict, but you will yet praise God. They might have concluded what they need to conclude, but you will praise God. This your mouth, you will praise God with it. In the name of Jesus Christ. For as sure as I know that God liveth, it's not somebody's mouth that will praise God for you. With your very own mouth. It says, with my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness throughout all generations. You will shout it on the rooftop in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Brethren, if you have never found a reason to thank God this afternoon, you are going to help me do something. You will thank God. Can you help me tell your neighbor, you will thank God. <laughs> uh, did you say like I said, you will thank God. Aha, yes. We are going to give God praise. We are going to give God praise. He is worthy of all our praise. Because in all things, he works together for the good of them that love God. Do you love Jesus in this place? Do you love God? It's working for your good. It's working for your good. You will praise God. Turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 17. A very strange place to start with our talk. Or perhaps we can start from 16. First Kings 17. Let's just hit it right on, on the border. And while I'm navigating also myself to that passage of Scripture, I want to bring you greetings. Pastor's wife has already spoken to us just now. The pastor is uh, away attending a youth conference in uh, France. And I trust that the Lord God himself will work out uh, his will and purpose for us while 
we are there. The youth of this generation will not be lost in the name of Jesus Christ. Your children will serve God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. When the devil is thinking that he is going to make a mess of the Western world, godly parents like you and I, when we get on our knees, he cannot succeed. Your children will serve God. I'm speaking to that woman that has been crying over one of her child. She will serve God. Just keep praying. She will serve God. I don't know how many nights you have cried. But I want to just dispel of some things that God has laid upon my heart quickly. Because I know how time flies. But I want you to live here rejoicing. She will serve God. Keep praying. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. In 1 Kings chapter 17, we find a very, very interesting story there about Elijah during the time that God has visited his punishment upon the land of Israel. And at a point in time, after he made the pronouncement, because, you know, all along we have not heard, from if you point verse 1 for me, also we can see perhaps if that's where I am. He just said, suddenly now Elijah the Tishbite. How many of you realize that that's how we got the introduction to Elijah? <laughs> we didn't even know where he was coming from. <laughs> he just suddenly appeared on the scene. Can I tell somebody here that when people are looking for how the solution will come, don't worry about how it will come. It will, it's here. It's going to come. It is here. You just, just the way Elijah appeared, that's how it will appear. They, you know, other prophets, when they are going to talk to us about them, they tell us a lot of things about them. Who gave birth to them, where all the manner of things are surrounding, how they grew up and where they are. But for Elijah, he just appeared. <laughs> Suddenly, out of nowhere, in the midst of crisis. And when the Lord was ministering to my heart that he said, this is how I'm going to show up for someone. Yeah. Before the end of this week. <laughs> Holy Spirit, can we go further than that? By Thursday, today is Sunday, by Thursday, it will be settled yeah. in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Elijah appeared from nowhere, and he just, he just declared. <laughs> he said, three and a half years, you will not see Reno. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> I thank God he didn't make it for three and a half years. So that we we'll have to start begging you now to say, please uh, release the rain. He just appeared suddenly. He said, for three and a half years, you will not until I speak again. And from that moment, God said, okay, go now and find where you will eat. Because I don't want you to die. You still have a reason to still be here. I'm going to be rushing through this quickly because I want to get to a point where I want us to realize that we can give God thanks. So if you want to put a title to my message today, you can just say, from Zarephath with praise. From Zarephath with praise. The most unlikely place where thanksgiving should come from. Praise will rise up from there. Amen. When people are watching and they are doing, yeah, tell them don't worry. <laughs> We're only in chapter one. <laughs> By the grace of God, when we shall be arriving at my epilogue, you will join me to dance. How many of you are going to join me to dance? I will join you to dance in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, we, if you are in trouble, we will mourn with you, we will be sorrowful with you, but I love to dance. 
Uh, so this afternoon, we are going to dance together in prophecy, knowing fully well that he that promised is faithful to bring it to pass. The Lord will bring it to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. So we find this man, he said, quickly run to a brook and go and stay there for a while. And from an unlikely source, eh, the raven. How many of you know the bird, the raven in the Bible? You know, it's a very unlikely bird for friendliness. He's among the birds that were declared unclean, not to be eaten. Eh? From unlikely sources. Two weeks ago, we were praying, and the Lord God began to speak to our heart, and he began to say that he is going to be transferring wealth to the hands of believers. I don't know if some of you that are here want to also receive of it. I pray there are some of you here, because we, we, we have to build the church of God. Eh? We have to do the work of God in this land, and we need money. Yes, the Lord will transfer wealth into your hand from unlikely sources. The raven of all birds, who is supposed to be a bird of uh, a predator that should be feasting on Elijah. What was he doing to Elijah? How many of you know the Bible story we are talking about? He was bringing what? Food to him. The bird himself does not eat meat, but he was bringing what? Meat to Elijah. The Lord will bring meat to your table in the name of Jesus Christ. So that was how God planned to take care of his servant while he was there. But you see where I'm running to? I'm actually rushing to a woman. I don't know. There's a blessing for women this afternoon. Amen. Holy Spirit is saying something. Father, Father, I thank you for that woman. I thank you for that woman. Your, your, mother, your mother has been, you have been having issues with your mother, your personal, your, your mother. The Lord will intervene and settle you and bring peace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I want to quickly get to the one, but I need to lay a foundation for you to understand that it is not strange that you are in the sort of a mess that looks around you. And you are wondering, why am I asking you to praise God? Uh, this is why I want to do this, so that you understand. So there was a problem. The children of Israel have messed themselves up. When David decided to go the way of sin, even though he was a man after the heart of God, and the problem, the pronouncement was made over his life, he said, I'm going to tear part of the kingdom away from you. Trouble began for the nation of Israel. And so the kingdom of the 12 tribes were torn apart, and a small portion was left. And the rest, Judah, they went away. And one of the kings that came out of the lineage of David was Jeroboam, a very interesting king, very strange type of a king. I pray that you will never be a Jeroboam in the name of Jesus Christ. Because Jeroboam became the standard of wickedness. So that when they are going to measure how wicked a king is, they, they calibrate him according to Jeroboam's wickedness. Jeroboam got into the kingship by the decree of God. It wasn't as though he did anything particular about it. When the kingdom was split, he got the smaller portion. Judah, they, he, he went away with, with the rest of them. They came to tell the king. They say, your father treated us wickedly. Lighten the burden so that we will serve you. <laughs> some, of, some of people that go to take this type of counsel, some people gave him counsel, wise counsel, elders. Thank God for the elders in our midst. Uh, the younger ones came and they said, don't listen to them. He, your father, my father lashed you with uh, Koboko. How many of you know Koboko? Uh, I will use scorpion. That's what I'm going to use on your heart. And so Jeroboam rebelled against the sitting king and he went away with the rest of the nation and he became king. And he reigned for 22 years. 
22 years of tyranny, of wickedness upon the land. And it continued to build up from there. And after a while, the punishment of God rested upon him. He was considered to be the most wicked king that had reigned in that place. During the time of his wickedness and the descent of his wickedness down to his great-grandchild, another king, Asher, was busy reigning for almost 40 years or thereabout. How many of you know Asher? The musician, the wonderful king. Hallelujah. He knows how to thank God. Yes. So this is how wicked the nation of Israel fell into this type of wicked sin. And so they kept changing kings. So from him that reigned for 22 years, after him came his son, who was called Nedab. How long did he reign? Two years of wickedness. 24 years. After him, Basha followed with <laughs> another less than three years of wickedness. The Bible says that... <laughs> The same fate that befell Jeroboam came upon him. Wiped out his entire family. So it was a troubling time for these people. And the funny thing that happened next was what troubled me. Because when Eli came, he only lasted also less than two years. So almost all of them were just two, two years, two, three years. They are not lasting long. The Bible says wickedness is a what? It's a reproach to any city, to any nation. Sin brings this type of problem. This is why we must pray. We are now beginning to reap some of the wickedness that our grandparents have sown. And therefore, wickedness is multiplying all around us. But if you are going to be people that will humble themselves and they will pray for this land, we shall yet see a change in the name of Jesus Christ. Because when other nations will be crying that there is a casting down, you will be shouting that there is a lifting up. When many nations will be crying that they are lavishing in trouble, you will be saying that there is peace in this land. Say to the righteous, it shall be well with him. If you are going to stand on the promises of God, you will yet rejoice. You will praise God with your own mouth in this land. Wickedness continued down to Zimri. And the strangest, I, I don't know, he was I'm one of the shortest ever lived king. Seven days. Seven days. She cannot. And the annoying thing was, how did he die? In the place of wickedness, he went to get drunk in another pl person's place. And while they were busy getting drunk there, some two guys arrived, Omri and Tibni. They came, kuchu, kuchu, just, they killed him, died. Seven days of kingship. When that happened, the kingdom split in two. Again. You see, the devil might have wreaked havoc in your life, and everything seems to be going away. Maybe it was half of the business that, that God lost. And you are busy struggling with the other half. Suddenly again, the devil struck and scattered the other half. Already 15 minutes to go. This is interesting. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. We want to praise God. We shall praise God. This is how it went on. Completely down until the day of Ahab. The son of Omri. Who then reigned for 22 years. So I'm not going to be reading the passages again. I'm just going to be mentioning some of them. You have to be doing the reading now because I've been warned. I have 15 minutes, so I must move very, very fast. So now we move on. After all this has happened, Ahab came on board. You would have thought that he had learned his lesson from all these troubles that have befell the nation for almost 30 years of wickedness and the pain that has come upon the land. Then he now came and decided to, to surpass his father. I pray for you that you be greater than your father, but in good things, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. 
King Ahab came, and the Bible says that <laughs> even according to the standard of Jeroboam, he said he surpassed him. Because in addition to every wickedness that Jeroboam, his great-grandfather, did, what did he do? He added a Jezebel from Sidon, the daughter of the king of Sidon. His name, very interesting name. The Lord will deliver us in Jesus' name. This is not all. This is the problem that came upon the land. So, the, the, so you hear sometimes the children of Israel saying that how can we sing the Lord's song in, a, in this kind of strange land experience? So therefore it was difficult to praise God. And as if that was not enough, Elijah appeared. Elijah appeared. What did he do? He said, punishment starts now. Three and a half years. Until at my word, no dew will drop in this place. And immediately he disappeared. So we could not even go and beg him and say, please, Elijah, <laughs> we are in trouble we release this rain. It was not the lack of prophecies, of, of prophets, or the word of God that has caused Israel to plunge into the trouble that befell them, that they could not praise God in that period. No. There was history that was given unto them to be able to follow. In fact, prophets were living in that time. In the time of the wickedness, actually one of the prophecies of Joshua from Joshua chapter 6, where he declared, he said, when Jericho fell down, he said, this city, anybody that tries to build it, his first son, will die when the foundation is finished. And by the time he's finishing building the, the, the city, I don't know how many children you want to give birth to, but all of them will die. The last one, when you put the gate, the last one will also die. And it was in this same dispensation that such a man came up to build the city of Jericho. Arrogant, stubborn people. Rebellious people. So therefore, it was difficult to praise God. And lo and behold, there was this widow at Zarephath. And she's the one I'm I was trying to rush to. And I want to quickly arrive at her now. Because she has been there, she's, I, I don't understand the trouble. They did, the Bible did not tell us the story about how her, father, her husband died. We don't even know even she, if she had other children that also died. But at least we are told that she had one son. And that was all she had, the two of them together. And in this terrible situation, there was a time that has come. This night, after we take supper... That, that's the end for us. We are going to die. I don't know if there is somebody that is at that desperate situation. You have, you have, you have done all you could. You have, you, have, you have managed. I don't know, maybe at a point in time, they were eating two, two slices of bread. Uh, brushes. Eh? How many of you, uh, you, you like to eat bread? Okay, eat bread. They were eating two slices. Then she reduced it to half, to one. From one to half. Eh? But you see, as the, 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 the trouble and the pain was going forward, what happened? Even that became, it was impossible to maintain the ration anymore. They have come to their last bit. They only have a small handful of flour left and a small oil. And she came out actually because there was no long, there is no gas, there is no electricity, there is no coal, there is no solar, there is no biofuel, there is nothing else to do. You have to go back to the simple, you're going to gather wood to come and cook the last bread so that after they finish that, they will die. I don't know if you are at that point in your life, but I bring you good news. The Lord Jesus is coming your way. Because I found out that every time there is such a desperate situation, a visitation to Sidon happens. And the Lord is visiting you in your Sidon today in the name of Jesus Christ. Because I saw in the book of Matthew also on the day that Jesus Christ decided to go to the coast of Tyre and Sidon. What happened there? A woman met him at the coast and she said, Jesus, my daughter. My daughter is suffering. 
She's demon-possessed. She's about to die. You, may you encounter Jesus, I see them. But you see, all these people, they went to the gate. So when Elijah, Elijah was now woken up, he said, look, enough. This brook, let it dry up. I'm sending you somewhere. Take off. I'm sending you to Zarephath. Zarephath, the nation of, <laughs> of the woman that is looking for my life, you know that's where Jezebel came from. And you know Jezebel made a promise. <laughs> I, will do, I will show you wickedness. Do you know her, the meaning of her name? She was a, the Bible says that this woman was a whore and a witch. Full of witchcraft. The Lord will help us. She was looking for his life. But God said, go to that place. For the sake of who? For the sake of that widow. Who is that widow in this place today? That the Lord God is sending this message to you. I pray that you will not miss it in the name of Jesus Christ. He went out. And as he was coming, I'm wondering, even in his heart, you'll be wondering, God, how shall I identify this woman that you are sending me to? Because now it's a city full of a lot of hungry people. If, should ever, if anybody know that Elijah is coming, <laughs> if, I, if I knew Elijah was coming, I would go and become his roommate. I say, can I squat with you, sir? <laughs> because I know, so long as you are there, yeah, I know what to the ravens will come. Hallelujah. So he was wondering what, it, what is going to happen to me in this place. The Bible says that the woman left off and she came to the gate. Timely visitation of God. She came and met him at the gate and the prophet asked her and said, Mother, will you be kind to give me some water to drink? The Lord will help us to be kind people. I can imagine if it is in the, under this, such a duress, how dare you ask me for water? In the day that water was not even so much of a scarcity, Jesus Christ asked a Samaritan woman to give him water. What was the complaint? How dare you ask me for water? You, 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 I'm a Samaritan. You are a Jew. We don't have any business to do with you. How come you're asking me for water? But now there is famine, there is trouble. Even brooks were drying up. And now there is a problem. And this man had the audacity to ask this old woman, this poor woman, with her, she's gathering still, say, give me water. And she, the Bible says she left immediately. Obedience will be the key to your victory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. How many of you are willing to obey what the Lord God will ask for you to do? The Bible says she left immediately. She wanted to go and bring the water for him. Then the prophet said, this must be the woman. And he asked something deeper. <laughs> he said, as you go to bring the water, don't bring only water. Can you also bring cake? He didn't even ask for bread. He said cake. Oh my God. I don't know what, maybe you see God might have requested something from your hand and you are looking and you are saying, how can, how, how dear God, this is the last morsel of flour and the oil. And instead of him to even say, make chapati. <laughs> eh? Or make 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 panukuke for me. Because you see the, the amount of flour, you can make a little bit more if you don't want to bake bread. Perhaps you just put some plenty of water and just fry it. Extend it by water. But this man was asking her for what, sir? For cake. The woman said, you man of God, I wonder how she knew. She said, I'm about to go and cook the last one so that me and my son will eat and will die. If it is water you want, <laughs> I will go and bring water for you. After all, when we die, the water will be useless. He said, at my word, 
And because I've been warned too many times now, I don't know how I'm going to do this, so I'm going to have to rush this quickly at my word. As far as I am the servant of God and I'm here, this is my promise unto you. That cruise of oil will never dry. That bowl of flour will never be empty. But first you must do what? Prepare my cake and bring it. I see some of you, you, you are holding on to that thing that is robbing you of that blessing. God is saying, give it to me first. That is the order of God. Give it to me first. And you will watch and see what I will do. The woman looked at this man. I, I can just imagine how she looked at and said, wow. But thank God for women. You know, if it is a man like Leban, Leban say, who, 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 who do I know you? Do I know, what's his name? The fool, Nabal. I say Leban. Nabal. How many of you know Nabal? Uh, that fool. His name, the meaning of his name. I don't even know why his mother called him Nabal or his father. I don't know who gave him that name. David came. <laughs> and he said, look, I took care of all your animals. While I was in the, no, no evil, I made sure that no evil came to you. Just give me small food for my army. And the man said, who are you? <laughs> that I should give you this. Thank God for women. The Bible says she went and she made this and brought it to the man of God. After she had, then he said, after you serve me, then you go serve yourself and your son. And for as long as he lived there, what happened to that cruise of oil? It never ran out. What happened to that floor? It never went empty. Brethren, I have seen the man that stretches out and giveth and never came to lack. But I've seen one that withholds unduly and poverty was the lot of such a man. In a few minutes, I'm going to be asking you to stand up and rise up with me to pray. But I want you to ensure that you don't leave this place without a purpose in your heart to be able to thank God. Because whatever the situation that might hold you back from releasing unto God today, you are thanks. Some of us are so stingy even to say thank you. Some of you, you need to pick up your phone and actually send a message to your parents wherever they are and say thank you. I don't know why, but the pastor said today, go and say thank you. The preacher said today, go and say thank you. Brahma Kama said today, go and say thank you. I don't know why, I just choose to obey. Because I know obedience will bring a result, and it shall bring a result for you in Jesus' name. Stop keeping malice with the parents that gave you birth. Pick up that phone, give them a call. And say, I just want to say thank you. Provoke God and see what the Lord will do. He said it will never run dry. Your cup will not run dry in the name of Jesus Christ. But you must work in obedience. And after she has provided that, a blessing amassed. And you know why I love God. How many of you have been going to the house fellowships? Give us this day our daily bread. You know, I thought that when he was going to, <laughs> by the time she comes back, she will see uh, 10 tons of, uh, of flour and uh, maybe uh, three tankers, you know, these big 33 liter, 1,000 liter tankers of oil. So that you, you are sure that, no, 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 God doesn't work like that. Daily, 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 daily. That your faith might be built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. Daily, daily. Are you ready to trust God today? The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. You will praise God. You will glorify God. It doesn't matter if there is famine all around you. God has sent you a message into Sidon. Praises will arise from Zarephath. 
from an unlikely place, you are going to rise up to praise God. You are going to give God thanks and you are going to give him praise. For he that has promised, he never falters. The word that he says, he says, I'm watching over every word I've spoken concerning you. Not a single drop will go unfulfilled. Every word that I say concerning you must fulfill its purpose. Daily bread. As I round up this afternoon, God brought an intervention in preserving both Elijah as God's servant and also the woman, the widow's son. It was a timely intervention. They were getting ready to die. He brought it up and it provided daily. Now maybe you are wondering, Bromakama, my brook has dried. My son has died. Because you see, even while Elijah was there, the devil still didn't leave the woman alone. After suddenly her child just died. And she said, you came to remind me of my trouble. You, you, you came to just remind me how, how, how my life has been. What, what have I done to deserve this now? The devil never tires. He keeps pursuing and pursuing. But they that will know how to praise God, they that will know how to set their praises ahead of their problems. Did you hear me? The P before the P is your praise ahead of your problems. So when the, when the problems are chasing you and they are beginning to trouble you, what do you do? You overtake the problem with praise. And you begin to praise God. And you begin to praise God. And as you are marching forward, and you're, the whole world will crumble down in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We are talking about, I am trading my sorrows. Choir, I hope, I thought you would have jumped to your feet. They have been warning me since that my time is up. I have to stop. And I want us to get to praise God. I am trading my sorrows. I am changing it. So after we have done, count your blessings, name them one by one at the end. But we are going to first of all do, I am trading my souls. And I want you, as we finish that, we are going to go to the Lord in prayer. A prayer of praise. And you are going to begin to thank him for the things that you are trusting him for as they begin to manifest. And if you are one of those people that we have made, the prophecy of God came concerning you today, you better lay a hook on it and do not let it slip out of your hand. Because he that has promised is bringing it forth to pass. So therefore, we are going to be finding reasons to give God thanks, even from Zarephath. It doesn't matter how it is around you. You are going to trade it off today. You don't have any reason to go on with it. The woman could have said, Elijah, please leave me alone. What we have is not enough. Allow me to go and eat and die with my son. But that woman, she chose to obey, and she brought unto the prophet first. What are you going to give unto God today? The best gift you are going to give unto God is your praise. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready to praise God and give him the utmost sound? Will you rise up to your feet first of all with me as we begin to pray and begin to give God thanks and begin to give God thanks. Begin to count your blessings, name them one by one and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Do you know the song? Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Do you have it on your system? Okay. Name them one by one. Now, now this is a solemn one. We are going to get to the praise of praise. But this one, just leave the drums for now. Eh? When we start doing, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, then we will go to dance. But now I want these brethren to count their blessings and give God thanks first. What are you going to thank God for? Because sometimes I wonder when we ask people to pray to give God thanks, some of us are, are confused. We don't even know what to say. So let me help you a little bit. 
that God is merciful and always brings your needed chastisement, even in the times of trouble. Can you 